Well, since this review is dropping on hump day, you know what that means. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Welcome everyone to Feel and Film. I'm your host and critic, Aaron White, and you're listening, and this is my review of 2024's remake, Mean Girls, from Paramount Pictures. It stars in Gary Rice, Renee Rapp, Aulili Cravalho, Jaquel Spivey, Christopher Briney, B.B. Wood, Avantika, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, Ashley Park, John Hamm, and several others. It is directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. in their feature film debut, and it is written by Tina Fey, based on the Broadway musical of the same name, which in turn was based on Mark Waters' 2004 film, both written by Fey. Cinematography is by Bill Kirstein, it is edited by Andrew Marcus, and music is by Jeff Richmond. It runs 112 minutes and is rated PG-13 for sexual material, strong language, and teen drinking. What's it about? Katie Heron is a hit with the plastics, an A-list girl click at her new school when she makes the mistake of falling for Aaron Samuels, the ex-boyfriend of alpha plastic Regina George. Now, I should probably lead with the fact that I have no real special attachment to the original film from back in 2004, even though it was a big, big deal when I was in my early 20s. I know all of the quotes. I'm very, very familiar with it. And I enjoy it quite a bit. I think it's a good movie and a good comedy. But I don't ride for it in the way that so many fans do. However, my co-host and I did have a full-on discussion about it on the podcast a few years ago. So if you are interested in hearing that with full spoilers, you can listen to it in episode 241. Now this is pretty much exactly the same movie. And if this was just a remake for the sake of redoing it 20 years later with no other real updates, I would probably be a lot more critical. But instead, this is a remake of the movie, but of the Broadway version of the movie. And that turns it into a musical, which by all accounts makes it a very different experience. Now, I hadn't seen the Broadway show coming into the movie but my two guests that saw it with me had, and they both are big fans of it, and they were having an absolute blast in the theater, singing along and quoting it beneath their breath. They were really excited because they thought that the stage musical was a wonderful adaptation. And I gotta say, after seeing the film version of the stage musical adaptation, it makes me want to see it also. And I'm really not sure why the trailers and the marketing are trying to basically hide the fact that this is a musical. It is a full-on musical, folks. We're talking big drama club energy. And that is what I love about it, because I am a fan of this genre. And so it gets me into the story in a new way almost immediately. And knowing that a new musical set piece is coming just within the next 10 minutes or less at any given time really keeps me intrigued and wondering how they're going to depict these scenes that I already know so well. It's really the theatricality of them that I think helps elevate this for me as well. I don't particularly love when actors are just standing in a space singing. 
I like it when the film captures the feeling of watching a Broadway show and seeing the set transition before your very eyes. They do a great job with the camera here to make that effect something you get to experience. And I really enjoyed all of the songs. By the end of each of them, I found myself humming along and wanting to be able to participate in seeing them. First thing I did when I got in my car on the drive home after the movie was fire up the Broadway soundtrack on Spotify and see how it differed and compared. And I was singing along with it all the way home, having an absolute blast, just like I did listening to them in the first place when I watched the movie. Now, to make this work, your actors have to be able to sing. And it's interesting because Angari Rice doesn't seem to have the same musical background that almost the entire rest of the cast does. And yet she's playing this lead and very important character of Katie who has quite a few songs to sing. I would say she might be considered the weakest link in that area. I don't think she's a poor vocalist, but she certainly wasn't wowing me or nearly as strong as some of the Broadway stage veterans that are reprising their roles in this film, or the actors who have done musicals before. From an acting standpoint, though, I really bought her as a math nerd going through this transition into a cool girl, more so than I did Lindsay Lohan, who was already kind of thought of as a bombshell in the first place when that film came out. So you kind of had to suspend belief to think of her as someone that needed help in getting the attention of people from a beauty standpoint. And Gary Rice pulls off this aspect of the character really well and I think is a better actress as well. So she gives the character a little more depth in that regard. It's a trade-off for sure. On the flip side, Renee Rapp does an admirable job of reprising the Regina role that Rachel McAdams made famous. But I don't think she comes close to the acting acumen of Rachel McAdams. However, she can sing and she freaking slays every time on every single musical number. She brings it. She has such an incredible gravitas and power to her voice. And I had a really, really good time watching her take this role and make it her own. If I had to pick one, I'm still going to go with McAdams for an acting standpoint. But this is a musical. And again, I think they did what they needed to do by picking someone who could portray the character well while also blowing the doors off when it comes to the singing parts of the movie. The two biggest standouts for me in the cast, though, are Jaquel Spivey as Damien and Aulili Cravalho as Janice. Now, she also played Moana in Disney's animated film, if you're not familiar with her name. These two characters kind of serve as a guide throughout the story. In fact, we open the movie with them breaking the fourth wall and introducing us to what is going to be going on in this story, and then introducing us to Katie. And I really enjoyed every single time that they were on screen. They can both sing so, so well. The musical numbers that they're part of are all absolutely fantastic. And they're probably the two most good-hearted characters in the movie, so it's really easy to get attached to them and root for them both. Look, it was going to be an impossible task to match the iconic nature of these characters that have been beloved for 20 years now. So I think you have to sort of go into this movie expecting that, and you'll be able to enjoy it more for what it is, which is a musical, first and foremost. 
Now, there are also some fun cameos for fans, of course. I won't spoil any of them for you here, but the audience certainly hooped and hollered a couple of times. And the one thing that really, I think, elevated this version for me is just the modernity of it. The story is simple, jokey, and quotable, and all of this still works now 20 years later. But it feels very much of our time. The high school, its students, and its teachers are both very diverse. And in the end, it's not just about the hot ones and the smart ones learning to get along and appreciate each other. But people with different sexual orientations, genders, interests, ethnicities, and a lot more. Especially admirable is that the plastics are not shown to be toothpick thin in the way that traditional sexy bodies have been for so, so long in our culture. They and many of the other students in the high school are all much more curvy and realistic depictions of the kind of bodies you're going to see in everyday life. They just aren't indicative of the kind of depiction you'd see trying to sell the idea of beauty even 20 years ago. And I really appreciated the more accurate representation and body positivity that this movie has to offer. Do I think this is going to supplant the original film for fans? <laughs> Absolutely not. But is it a worthy version of the story to watch when you want to enjoy a musical? Heck yeah! And it doubles as a great retelling for a whole new generation who can watch it and feel like it makes sense and matches more closely to their own experiences. Job well done, as far as I'm concerned. And if I'm feeling personally inclined to watch this story told again, I'm probably going to pick the musical version almost every single time. You can see Mean Girls in theaters on January the 12th and decide for yourself. And that's it for this review. I'm feeling film. Whether you're listening on a podcast app or watching on YouTube, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Please like, subscribe, share this around, let people know that you enjoy it, and come tell me in the comments. Let's have a conversation about what you think of the film after you get a chance to see it. I'll be back with another new review soon, but until next time, keep watching and keep feeling film.